Welcome to Otaku American. This is Mikey Fresh here. In today's installment of Otaku American, we have uh, an interview with the guys from Shonen King, uh, Scott Ferguson and Isaac Shapiro. I met them when I was at I met Isaac Shapiro when I was at North Comic Con a couple um, two months ago. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Thanks. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for reading uh, Shonen King and uh, picking up my drop card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I was telling Scott. I um, as it turns out, I was I met you at Newark Comic Con and I saw you wearing the the puppy helmet. I guess. Oh, so, oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like I gotta find out what this puppy helmet is about. So I have to um, say that was one of Isaac's best investments. Was that stupid helmet? Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> definitely. It definitely brought attention to yourself. <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it was definitely one of the. You know, it's a great icebreaker because everyone has to know. That it's like so specific. Like, why does this guy have puppies on his head? I, I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Shonen King, um, as I was, as I uh, found out what the puppy helmet was about, uh, you told me about the Shonen King, the uh, the manga, for lack of a better word, uh, that you uh, you and your partner produced. Yeah. And I read a couple of, the, um, I read the first three or four uh, um, episodes, you could say, and I like it. Uh, as it turns, it like I'm a big manga um right uh, not writer but reader and i'm familiar with the shonen jump weekly and monthly and everything else so the fact that you told me that these characters are aware of at least maybe not the main character but everyone else for the most part is aware of what their circumstances are i thought that was a very intriguing um uh idea for a uh, comic book slash manga so when did you guys first come up with this idea um well actually when where did you guys meet actually oh boy uh we met college yeah we met in college we've known each other for a while Mm -hmm. and uh you know i'd say we met like a college freshman year back in like 2004 or five give or take oh Mm -hmm. god we've known each other for 10 years (laughs) now i feel old and sad (laughs) Uh, and you know we've always kind of loved anime and manga. We like would like bond over like shonen manga, like uh, you know the Naruto anime. You know back when it was sort of in its prime, yeah. uh, downloading the episodes. And later on, I you know Scott kind of brought me into cons, and I, I got uh, Scott into One Piece as well. And uh, we just kind of love it, and we love the fact that like you know uh, you can pretty much turn anything into a shonen manga. Uh, I mean, uh, I. I... I was into anime. I was watching stuff like Evangelion, uh, Serial Experiments, Lane, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then Isaac just kind of dragged me down the, the shonen rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably the best way to put it. And yeah, and that's that's basically why we we came up with this. Is we're just staring at all of the stuff you see on um, like Shonen Jump. Uh, Bleach and Naruto and One Piece and everything just sitting there going you, you could basically make anything into a shonen manga it doesn't really matter as long as you have friendship and punching things yeah yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> can, you, can you even like like have you ever heard of a Shogeki no Soma 
Uh, I've heard some things about it. I've never actually seen it. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's basically, it's like a shonen manga about cooking. It's about a bunch of kids in like, <laughs> high school. It's all about cooking. And because it's about cooking, they have like, you know, it's quasi-realistic, but they have these, uh, you know, ridiculous projections where they're warriors clashing with their dishes in an incredible stadium. Uh, and it's just this wonderful over-the-top aesthetic for like, you know, adding in spices and ginger and whatnot. And it's uh, it's hilarious. Wait a minute, is that, uh, maybe I'm not familiar with the Japanese um word for it but uh is that food wars by any yeah. chance yeah yeah oh yeah i've seen that at, <laughs> that uh i think it was this past spring it uh premiered yeah it's like i i believe my partner uh my brother who uh does the show with me usually uh he wa- he read the manga the manga and he said the manga is just ridiculous and yeah. the anime is just right over top of it so um, oh yeah, it's like the perfect example of like how you can apply, uh, you know, shonen aesthetics to just about anything, as long as you have friendship and some sort of I want to be the best. And so like, yeah, uh, go ahead. Oh, um, so, so have you ever uh, read Bakuman? Uh, yes, I have. All right, so that was like a huge inspiration to this because like I, I really love Bakuman. Like I, I love anything that's like a meta story, uh, storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, stories about storytelling. But um, one thing that, as much as I love Bakuman, uh, there was I always felt like it ended a little too early. There was like one final story arc I really wanted to see, where uh, you remember like the final villain they had, the guy who made his own company and his own rival manga, the closest thing they had to a <laughs> yeah. villain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he was great, and like I was like, oh my god, he's gonna make his own magazine, and then he's gonna like try and take down Shonen Jump, and then all they're, they're all gonna have to fight him and his evil, crass commercial corporatization. It's gonna be great, but oh oh no, the series ended. Yeah. So yeah. that that's half of like um, where like Shonen King comes up. What happens if you took like the uh, battles for publishing attention, and instead of like the real world, you saw them in the fictional universe, and that's kind of like what the Shonen King is. The Shonen King is like. The person who wants to be that flagship character. It's the guy, you know, because um, Goku was one, and to a certain extent, Naruto was, you know, the Shonen King for a while. And yeah. the fact that he, uh, you know, passed off into the distant sun, and there was uh, so much art. Like, there's this great piece of, like, fan art of, like, him, like, patting the guy from, uh, you know, My Hero Academy, saying, Do well, kid, do well. Yeah. As he, like, walks <laughs> off to the sunset. And that's basically kind of the story we want to tell with our, like, scrappy little guys. It's just this weird combination of wanting to do something like that and then combining it with this with our fascination with the fact that we can basically turn whatever we want into a shonen manga provided there's again friendship and punching things. So yeah. we're just sitting there like, so why don't we why don't we make a manga about being the best shonen manga? <laughs> it, exactly. And it's I like- it, it's funny because I read the first episode and I was like the first book and I was like these guys are really really out of control (laughs) (laughs) i was like the puppy thing and the puppies fighting the main character even the main character is trying to free them and all kinds of other stuff and i'm like i have to read the next couple episodes so and i'm at work and i'm just reading the episodes and i'm like (laughs) oh man and i'm just laughing people are like what are you laughing about i'm like yes it's not. I'll let you see it after I'm finished with it. So, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I, I just, and my brother's a big shonen fan, so I haven't. Unfortunately, he has to work and do whatever he has to do. But I'm going to let him uh, read it, and uh, it's Good. just, 
it's just uh, uh, it's an incredible. It, like I'm I'm surprised no one else has ever really come up with this kind of idea, um, at least to this scale, because it's like you know the the uh, second I, I would say first friend, but it really is like the second friend, uh, the female uh, character. It was just like you know I liked how like he went into the uh, well. And he um, went into her world, which I guess might have been the real world, but it started yeah. slowly turning into a manga world. Yes. So I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Everybody's like, you know her, you know him. He went to school with you. He's your uh, childhood friend. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we're just... just. Oh man. And then of course, when they get out the well, um, someone destroys the well, which happens in just about every single <laughs> manga that I've ever read that's like uh that's similar to that. So I was just like I was really, really, really happy with um what I was reading and it was very funny. So yes. and the art style, uh who actually uh who actually illustrated it? Oh man. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is our beloved uh Erwin Prasada, or as we affectionately refer to him, our Indonesian cat. Okay, because it's that art style is very uh um it's it's basically everything that you would see in a, a Shonen Jump series. So and it's, yeah. it's slight changes here and there based upon when you're going into different things. So oh, yeah, God, the, we hope the, you like the yeah. uh, when we introduced Harmony. We were, we were kind of afraid whether or not it would come off, but we like intentionally told him to like try and do like an indie comic style, but then slowly, <laughs> gradually have it transform into like you know as most manga yeah. as he could make it. Yeah, it was God getting the art is kind of a process because he doesn't I'm, I'm 90% sure that he doesn't speak English all that well <laughs> which is perfectly fine but yeah it's hard to convey an idea everything he really communicates with us is through emoticons yeah that's his, everything uh, that's his I preferred uh, form of uh, speech just like little thumbs up and happy signs and little yeah. little emojis and uh, that. And then you kind of start getting into this thing where it's like, this is a relatively well-known concept in the U.S. So it's like, okay, go with this. So we so we're writing the script and stuff, and we're doing this because when we first started, we assumed we'd have somebody, probably American, doing the artwork. Yeah. So we're free to make those references. And then when we when we came um, came and found Irwin, and went and went with him. All of a sudden, it's just like he has no idea what we're talking about, does he? No, 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 he does not. not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. then Isaac has to go in and just um, use MS Paint to crudely and terribly <laughs> uh, <laughs> illustrate the things we want. <laughs> yeah, that, that's happened a few times where it's like, okay, this is not quite being conveyed here. And Emma's paint is my crude rendition, my horrible rendition of what we want. And, and you'd be surprised about how effective that can be at times. Yeah. Oh, God, it's great. Like Emma's, the... Emma's paint is probably the worst. So. Oh, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The puppy <laughs> armor was just a giant pain in the ass to get. Because, like, no, no, we don't want a werewolf. No, we don't want a giant puppy. Okay, yeah. okay, just let, let's let's just go find a picture of, of some guy and just crudely paste in puppies until we get some kind of armor and just mail that to him. That's pretty much how it came about. Because, like, originally he had them, like, formed, like, into, like, a giant werewolf. 
and he didn't quite understand the idea of the puppy mech. So I, I had to make like a version of the puppy mech and then the puppy armor. And then we got what we want, which was great. Although I did like, I did like the puppy mech. The puppy <laughs> mech remind me of Voltron. I, yes. I was like, that, that was the goal. Was like, oh boy. It's either Voltron or like power Rangers, <laughs> super sentai. I was like, <laughs> I was just waiting for a bunch of people to start dancing or something. And then puppies just making a person. So, um, how did how did you guys actually come up with that puppy armor and puppy mech from well, the right. first episode? So the first episode is like all right. So like the thing about Shonen manga is it's always a long game. Like I think like I love One Piece to death, but I also have a very keen understanding of why it's so difficult to get people into it because if you yeah. read the average chapter or One Piece, it just seems long. You know, just one it's really long, and you know the jokes are kind of terrible. Uh, you know, a lot of like the, the average gags are kind of terrible. Uh, it just seems really dweeby. The art style seems too cartoony. But, you know, as you get further, because I remember I got Scott into it and he was like, eh, okay, 300 chapters. But yeah. then finally, like, clicked. And so most Shonen Jump, you know, things, the chap- pilot chapters are all terrible. They're all miserable. It's always like, yeah, I'm super pipey Excito guy and I'm going to do this. And then there's like some straw hat villain who, like, you know, you don't know, straw man villain who uh, basically like beats down like the local village or kidnaps, uh, you know, the cute girl. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm really evil because I like being evil. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like you see it in Mizuki and what is it? Avada, Avada in One Piece. And first, it's the really cliche kind of strong guy. Yeah, every yeah. time. And it's just. It, it's the same thing over and over again because you have to showcase how awesome your hero is and do whatever super awesome power he has to punch things. Yeah, and, you know, to the credit of the artists, you don't have a lot of time and 50 pages to, like, set up a really compelling villain. So, you, you know, you just have to, like, do what easily as you can. Oh, man, this guy's a jerk. At. I want to see him get punched in the face. Yeah. So we thought, like, all right, let's have some fun with this, these conventions. Like, you know, what's the worst thing we can have? Guys who abuse puppies. But because our guy's kind of like a screw-up, he should, like, uh, you know, do a terrible job at trying to save the puppies because he's kind of a moron. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's it's basically a TV tropes thing. It's just like you have the kick the puppy, or kick the puppy TV tropes. Yeah. And it's, what's the worst thing you can do? Hit a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> that will make everyone hate you automatically. So, okay. You well, know? Although every, the puppies didn't know. Yeah, it's like every single time in a pilot manga, it's like they're oppressing the local village. Yeah. Okay, well, screw it. Let's let's one-up this. They're puppies now. There you go. Everybody loves puppies. No, nobody wants to see the poor puppies get hurt. And, and, you know, let's just keep adding, like, dumb little details. Like the mayor of Fluffington Barkowitz of Pumpopolis and give him a little uh, top hat. Just and make I'm, it as ridiculous as possible. Yeah, pretty much. Plus, the other thing we, we kind of wanted to point out that we that we wanted to kind of stick in early was you never, ever go back in a Shonen series. Once you're done with something, you don't go back to it. Yeah, we've never seen Luffy give any shits about returning to, like, the little village he started out in. Yeah, and that's, to me, that was always, like, the weirdest thing. Because it would have been wonderful to see how the, how the villages, like... You know how they moved on or whatever, but no, they never just just never go back. 
yeah, it's like he, he doesn't have the time. He doesn't really care enough. He, he wants to be the Pirate King. Occasionally, you know, when Otis dealing kind, you'll have like a scene where you see the, uh, you know, the villagers. Oh, Luffy's doing great. Yeah, we're going to a great amount of pride. But Luffy doesn't give no shits about going back to visit them. Yeah, and you know you can you can see it in Dragon Ball as well. It's like you have this entire cast of characters that just you never, ever, ever go back to and see. Every once in a while, we'll stop and say hello to Master Roshi, but <laughs> he's he's basically just sitting on the sidelines watching TV. Or the poor Ox King. <laughs> yeah, he cares about the Ox King. Oh, Dragon Ball is good for that. So yeah, I'm... now. Um... So, what brought you to Newark Comic Con? <laughs> it, it's funny you should ask that. It was like, all right, so we've got a, like a website www.shonenking.com, and actually, what we did to you know get it all kickstarted is that that pilot chapter you read was basically that was our Kickstarter. We had a yeah. Kickstarter, we had that pilot chapter. Um, so we've got you know some decent amount of content made from the Kickstarter. Which, and- which by chance, it was interesting that you in- included that Kickstarter in the episode so yeah. that was very because i'm a kickstarter uh, funder uh, not of this uh of shonington but i've had uh funded things through kickstarter and it was interesting that you had that in the first episode so that, that was like our sort of like big existential joke you know at the end we like to point out like you know there's a reason why you, you know nobody really does manga as much anymore even though there's like a huge you know rabid audience for it yeah uh and, and we just kind of wanted to poke fun at that and also poke fun at the fact that like if we don't get this money then oh, our characters go into development hell and they just you know yeah, the place where all characters don't want to go but they go to when they don't have funding and uh, what, so what brought me to uh, New York Comic Con is like I've been wanting to do like a booth for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I live in New Jersey. New York Comic Con was coming up. It was a reasonably priced to get in. So I wanted to try my first experiment. And one of the big things we want we've been want, discussing for a long time is to try drop cards because you know having a like a full printed thing with a hundred pages would be awesome in full color. But that's like easily a, a thousand or two thousand dollar investment. Exactly. And, yeah, and I have no guarantee if I'm going to be able to sell those for like 15, 20 bucks or if anyone will be interested. Uh, the drop cards, basically, I can get a lot more uh, comics for a lot less money. Uh, and, you know, I was really happy. Um, it worked really well. I like sold uh, through uh, half of the inventory of, um, you know, what I brought. So I think I'm definitely going to like uh, try and uh, go to more cons that are close to me. Yeah, I, I originally saw drop cards just a few years ago when uh, when a local band was selling them rather than CDs. I'm just sitting there going, that's basically perfect for somebody who needs merchandise but really doesn't want to do the nightmare that is self-publishing an entire book because that's expensive. And then you have just boxes and boxes of books sitting around your house (laughs) as you try to sell them. Yeah, exactly. And then there's like more pressure and everything else, whereas there's a drop card. You know, you don't like you say, you don't have to go through all the uh, the actual physicality of it. And a lot of people I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people it's great to have a book, but a lot of people read things like I read your uh, first couple episodes through my surface. So and that was extremely convenient as opposed to bringing lug and a whole bunch because, of course, being a podcaster and I do this thing, this line of work. I'm going to have a lot of books, so I would rather have, at least for me, I would rather have a digital copy of something because it's. E- I'm going to bring my Surface with me anyway. 
So exactly. Yeah, and a lot of people use their tablets and everything nowadays anyway. So I think that the electric form factor is probably going to be a lot bigger than it is. Even though it's becoming really big now, but I think it's going to be bigger in the future. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, like, there's a lot more digital stuff. Like, Comixology is kind of, like, blowing up and hopefully yeah. get on there as soon as we get our, you know, stuff formatted uh, more properly. And, uh, you know, more e-readers. So, and what's really interesting now is that, like, uh, there are a lot of, like, like uh, manga apps. Like, have you ever heard of Manga Box? Uh, I've heard a little bit of it. I haven't really gone into it too much. I've, uh, it's fascinating. I, I would love to know like how they handle their publishing model, but basically it's like an app and they have like all these original uh, manga properties. And you they said like, manga fox or manga manga fox, fox. manga fox. fox. Okay, okay. Yeah, and the way I know that they're getting a following is, like, when people start scamlating them and stealing them, that's when you know. Yeah, that's when you get a following. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's when you know. When people start, like, stealing your stuff, that's when you know. Yeah. And so now that I've noticed, like, scamlators have been, like, ripping off the manga box, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, this 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 thing's going to blow up eventually. And then there's that line webtoons and... I always kind of thought, thought like, uh, someone's going to do, like, the digital version of Shonen Jump. It's like this uh, kind of, uh, you know, Tunger Games, Battle Royale digital thing where everyone's just, you know, has their manga things. And they're all fighting uh, for a piece of the pie to survive. Uh, and, you know, it's slowly coming to fruition. I, I think uh, Tokyo Pop announced that they're going to have, like, something similar to that coming out yeah. soon. Um, yeah, but, you know, we're, we're, we're just happy that we were able to, you know, that doing things digitally, it, it makes it, you know, because uh, for us, I mean, we would love nothing more than this to be our full-time job, but, you know, yeah. it's just a fun, it's a fun hobby. And, you know, we try and do it as responsibly as we can, investing uh, money here and there, but, you know, we're, we're not going to, like, spend $2,000 and think, all right, we're going to hit every con and make it big. Yeah, yeah. I think our, our goal here is not to be... I'm, I'm sorry, Isaac, not to be the guy who did uh, Felsic Dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't uh, because it, it's one of those, um, we, we're not quitting our day job until we can honestly support ourselves. We're not going to dump our entire life savings into um, a bunch of self-published books because we, we want to be able to do this in a fashion that's sustainable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I cannot make I cannot make comics if I am worried about starving to death, <laughs> yeah. or if I can pay my rent. Yeah, it's it's you have to have priorities somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be wonderful to uh, do that as full time, but at the same time, you still have responsibilities. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, our goal—we'd be really happy if we can get it to the point where we can just like keep producing composite indefinitely. Because, like, as of right now, it sounds like you read like what was the last thing you read that you remember happening? I read. I think I'm up to the fourth book. Uh, and I'm trying to remember. I think that's. Uh, that's so you saw they, they introduced the badass, right? Yeah, I, I see the uh, uh, the little what squirrel or mouse. <laughs> Uh, mascot, mascot, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, arm wrestling and everything. Yeah, 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 uh, awesome, yeah. Because like, uh, it sounds like you're up to the third one. Because like, yeah, if you include the the pilot, yeah, that's the I guess that's the fourth yeah. one. So you got some content to go through, which I'm glad that you're enjoying it so far. Because um, like, as of right now, we've got uh, that one, uh, the fourth chapter, which I think you'll, you'll get a kick out of, and then there's a fifth one that's almost done that we're waiting for like a few more pages on, but. Um, 
you know, after that, though, we, uh, you know, we were very fortunate um, that uh, a company called US Mag2 picked us up for their digital newsletter. So we've been, you know, distributing it through that. And they gave us some money, so we've been able to produce some more content. But uh, that, that fund's about to run out. So we're, we're prepping another Kickstarter to, you know, get more funds to keep it going. So basically, at this point, we're, we're, our goal is to make this self sustaining. You know, if, we, we can't really go off and, and keep shoveling money into this, you know, indefinitely. So our, our goal is kind of get enough of a readership that we can just pay our artist and keep producing stuff. If we eventually make money off of it, that's awesome. But, you know, we got to say, we're, nope, not. we're not we're not dumping like uh, tons of our own money into this. Mm hmm. Yeah, because like uh, to like make money back, you have to be like phenomenally successful. Because like even on yeah. comic comicology, like you know, uh, when we get up there, we'll probably price it at ninety nine cents. Because like you know, for twenty bucks, ninety nine cents is a decent price point. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, one buck. Um, but you know, they give you I think fifty percent, so that's like uh, fifty cents per sale. So, <laughs> to like be you know to hypothetically to recover like I don't know the six hundred dollars we spend on a chapter, you'd have to get like I don't know twelve hundred downloads. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know who knows might happen, but it probably won't. So we always like to keep our expectations very down to earth and realistic. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're can... the... I say we forgot the cover and that that's just the the pages. But anyway, oh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Then, then there's the color cover. Oh man, we would love to get this in color. In color. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's very vibrant. That I know the co the covers themselves are very vibrant, and then you know, although a lot of uh, manga they do a lot of color covers, and then everything else is in black and white. But um, where is uh, where can people find you guys? Like currently, right now, where can people find you? Uh, you can find uh, if you want to check out Charon King. Uh, we have a web. We started a web comic where we're basically posting all the stuff you read like one page at a time once a week. Uh, www.shoninking.com. Um, if you want the more recent stuff, uh, go to um, us.mag2.com. That's us.mag.mag.2.mag2.com. <laughs> and you can also find, you know, we, we've got a Facebook and uh, Twitter, which is like Showing King One. Mm -hmm. Are you guys going to show up at any other cons this year coming up? Well, all right. So right now, uh, you planning to go to DerpyCon? Excuse me. You planning to go to DerpyCon? Uh, I'm looking into it, but uh, I have a couple of other things like New York Comic Cons coming around. It's yeah. literally next week, all and right. in November I'll probably be in uh, Delaware. They uh, have a few cons going on in Delaware. Oh, nice. Well, I don't have an artist booth at um, New York Comic Con, but I have, you know, I have my uh, puppy head, and I just recently, just today, I got what I like to call my Iron Man Mark II the puppy suit. Oh, Lord. So the girl, who, the girl who, create, who uh, I commissioned the puppy hat from, um, I had her made some um, armor armlets and some shin guards with puppies on them, mm -hmm. and I, I ordered some new fresh Shonen King shirts, so I'm basically gonna be in new york new york comic-con full puppy regalia and i'm gonna be equipped with more drop cards and i'm gonna try and you know get those to people and what day will you uh what day do you intend on being there i'll be there 
All four days. All four days. Because I'll be there Thursday because I have a, a prior engagement for uh, the following days. But uh, I'll, I'll look out for you and possibly you'll see video. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, you catch me, you're more than welcome to get me on camera. And, and you won't be able to miss me. I'll be the only puppy person there in the entire show. Just like in Newark Comic Con where you're the only person with a puppy helmet. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was great uh, talking to you guys. Uh, hopefully, we can get another uh, interview coming up shortly. Um, as uh, uh, your your name being Shonen King with Isaac uh, Shapiro and Scott Ferguson. That's correct. And uh, you guys have a great day. Um, thanks a lot for the interview. Oh, thank awesome. you, man. Thank you so much for your time, and thanks for featuring us on your podcast. Thank you. Right, cool. Thank you. Reach out to us anytime if you have any uh, want to talk about uh, other chapters. So that was an interview with the guys of Shonen Kings, uh, Isaac Shapiro and Scott Ferguson. Like I said, I had a good time interviewing these guys. Uh, check out their stuff on Facebook dot com slash shonen king uh as always for otaku by otaku thanks for listening guys bye